Tell me how to say ladies and gentlemen in gender neutral terms. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey, yo. Why a hello and a howdy, we're so very glad to see you Cause we're getting kinda rowdy and we've got a lot to say And we're gonna try and do our very best to entertain you And we hope you'll be delighted by the time you go away That's pretty exciting, right Omega? Indeed! Yeah, right? HIAC Talk Radio is always exciting You will deal with that Atlas harshly Thank you, broke it Look what you made me do! And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio Hell in a Cell Radio Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. You've had a, a, a very hectic week or a very active week on social media. So you have a platform unlike other people or, or no name. Wow, media you're calling me out. Dude. But, well, because I don't know. That I, I, I'm getting like with... When Dan, when you're in a war with someone on social media, I get the tail end of it. It's like I'm yeah. getting like the mushroom cloud and the the uh, the gamma ray after effects, and and I'm still wondering like what's caused this while my head is swelling from gamma radiation. Like so, how did this? So you have a forum, whereas so many yeah. faceless bots on social media don't do not. So I don't, I don't know the story. So like as always, I'm playing catch up here. Whenever you, not, yeah. usually not, when you have a beef with someone, I have a kind of an idea where it's coming from. This one, I have no idea. Well, I was trying to leave you out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you. I didn't, I didn't expect my name to be brought up at any point, but I it I didn't. <laughs> but you know, when you have a problem with someone, I have a problem with someone. So what? Well, it's good because you're smaller than both of us. Um, uh, Eagle to trading. Sorry. All right, I'll wait. <laughs> the Eagles are trading, everyone. We're okay. going to go to our oh, double we, live we show. We traded up one spot, so we're at number nine now. We're not at number ten. Oh. So we must really want Jalen Carter. Um, I'm going to go. All right, go. just break in, break in. Uh, well, first of all, uh, he's sitting by. He's not going to be on the show because um, we're going to ease back into this relationship. Okay. Uh, there is a gentleman who used to live in the U.K. Yes. Uh, who now lives in America, mm-hmm. the United States, who is watching and participating tonight. Okay. Uh, and the great Harry Barnett is back within our midst. Bow down. Welcome, great one. And I believe his fiance. I want to say it's pronounced Eva, and if it's not, it's Ava. Right. Welcome. Mrs. Mrs. Great I'm, one. Everything, Mrs. Great, soon to be Mrs. Great one. Um, everything he said about me is a lie or true. <laughs> it's up to you. To um, it's up to you to decide. Uh, it's nice to meet you. I will not be able to make it to the wedding, but someday soon we will get together. Um. So, which this, which this is what brought us back together because. I saw Harry and a certain Justin America. Mm-hmm. Coach. Justin America, would this happen? Coach, Mr. Coach, sir. Uh, and he was in on it. You got it right the first time. It is Eva, and I haven't said anything about you. It was all Justin. Oh, well, <laughs> then there, it's all it's all bullshit. <laughs> None of that's real. Nope. <laughs> Except for the eating part. Um, so I, this is not a talk. This is not a talk shit thing. Mm-hmm. It's not. 
it wasn't even it wasn't even I don't think I even was. But um, and I'm only going to name his uh, mention his name one time because uh, uh, a I'm not supposed to mention his name because uh, he told me not to. Uh, and two, hey, fuck it. Because again, it's not about talking shit, and I'm not backtracking at all. I'm going to be straight up. There you go. Carter is official. Very good. Okay, sorry, but continue. no, it's okay. I, I that was my cue to hear the announcement. We're good, hundred percent. So yeah, um, this past weekend, what day is it? Thursday? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, this past, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> I thought it was March last night before I went uh, before I left work, and I'm like, no, no, it's going to be on May fifth. No, it is April. I don't know what day it is. Mm-hmm. So this past weekend, uh, Masada, who has been on the show many times, yeah. two or three times in the past years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but since then. Uh, we stopped doing interviews in the first place after Dean left. We've done a few, mm-hmm. and we will do more in the future. Uh, but uh, it's also come out uh, uh, factually that Masada, you know, abuses his spouse, abused his spouse, past tense, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, it's also no secret that XPW ha- has returned. Um, I was going to say with a fire, <laughs> no pun intended. But, you know, mm. I guess they're back, you know, whatever. Mm. Nothing special. Um, and they booked Masada in a match with And here's the problem. I don't even know who he was wrestling. <laughs> Let me refresh that. I don't know who he was throwing shit at. Because mm. as you would point out, it was not a wrestling match. Right. And as far as hardcore, ultraviolet matches, I've seen much better uh, in a, a smaller building. <laughs> um <laughs> But he proceeded, the wife-beaten son-of-a-bitch abuser fuckface, uh, proceeded to do a spot, again, I use the term very lightly, uh, where he did a fire-breathing thing and blew fire onto his opponent. Right. The only problem is, because he's a grade one moron idiot, (laughs) is he lit his own face on fire. Yeah. First of all, excellent karma. Hope it hurt like hell, and I hope he's in pain. I hope he suffers. Jake, uh, uh, I will read this from uh, Harry. I'll read that at the end. Um, you've that's true, Harry. Okay, well, here I'll say it like this. This is from Harry Barnett. I don't really care. Again, I'm not I'm not really scared. I don't care. Uh, From uh, Harry, Joey Janela is a fake tough guy. If you got a name and shame, name and shame. You've called out less deserving. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, So I said from the HIAC account, Mm -hmm. just because when I tweet about wrestling, I do 50-50. Sometimes if it's really like egregious or like a definite like tough line opinion, I try to keep it on mine because I don't want to reflect like the opinions of our of us both, although you know we align pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's more of a eh, or just a hey, look at this. Yeah. I will tweet it from the HIAC account. Do hashtags and retweet it from mine. So I said, and this is still none of it's deleted. None of it will ever be deleted. 
What I said was, this is as stupid as lame as that time that Joe Janela jumped off the roof on fire with that MAGA idiot Zandig or MAGA Zandig or something. Mm -hmm. I did not, nor have I ever said, fuck Joey Janela. True. I didn't shit on Joey Janela. That spot, in my opinion, was stupid. Regardless, regardless on if it got him to the elite where he was in AEW, haven't seen him recently. I don't know what the story is there. Only because of this, people have come to me and told me things. I don't know what's going on. I've always wanted him on TV. I still think he's better than people give him credit for. Even after all of this, I still think he's better than people give him credit for. I'm not going to change my opinion because the guy uh, said some shitty shit. Mm -hmm. uh, Sonata is a terrible dragon. And he should be ashamed of his impersonation. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I said that, and right. he retweeted it, mm -hmm. and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember. Nor again do I. I wasn't paying that much attention, right? Because I was just taking it as a Janelle is gonna, gonna you know work on this because that's mm -hmm. what he does. He takes something good or bad and he tweets and he makes something of it. Right now he's doing the Let's Go Brandon thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um he said uh something about he made five hundred thousand dollars on it. He didn't. He might have made it since then. He might have made it when he signed with AEW, much deserved. But <laughs> no. Um and uh even if it is true, that doesn't negate the fact that they still think it's unsafe. Lame and stupid. Yes. You could have hurt yourself. Yes. It's your decision as an adult to do it. My opinion is that it sucks. Yes. And again, I want to point out nowhere on Twitter have I ever, nor in person or in public, in, in private or anywhere have I ever said, fuck Joey Janelle. Ever. Yes. I put him over for years because they legitimately like him as a wrestler. Yes. Period. End of story. Yes. And I said, because I didn't know he still followed the HIAC account, the one mistake I made. <laughs> um, but why would you think that? Uh, we're nobody. I mean, as yeah. as as we've been told many times, yes. um, as I've been told many times, especially in the last couple of days. <laughs> uh, what he uh, he he said? Uh, oh, I retweeted that, and I said. Hey, man, if that's your brass ring, I hope you grab for it. Mm -hmm. Whatever makes you happy. And then I said, I didn't know you were vanity searching. <laughs> yeah. Now, again, that was the mm -hmm. one mistake that I made because he wasn't vanity searching. He was still following us. He goes, uh, I, I didn't vanity search. I saw it on our timeline. I said, oh, I'll fix that. <laughs> Had, him <laughs> Had him unfollow. I didn't block him. Right. Had him unfollow us. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't even remember, again, I was in the middle of doing something else at home at the time. I was off. It's the only reason why I even took the time out to discuss it or to even go back and forth because I was off that day. I'm pretty, it was Monday. I don't know. Sunday, Monday, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was Sunday. Uh, I, uh, it went back and forth and um, 
at one point he said, um, I, he said something to the effect of, yeah, paraphrase it. And then he said, keep my name. Oh, you're a fat Mark who never made money in this business. Wow. Keep my name out your mouth. Mm. A little, little Smith. Smith on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Only it didn't hurt as much. Yeah. It never would. <laughs> um, so I said, hey, I made $25 once, then lost it in a Denny's bathroom. <laughs> I'll have you know. I'll have you know. <laughs> just to just to indicate I wasn't taking it that fucking seriously. Yes. And he certainly shouldn't take it seriously because as uh, everybody else eloquently pointed out, I'm a nobody. Right. And I'm fat. Yeah, you, you, I said and then I said as far as uh as far as keeping your name out of your mouth, I could say it all I want. Watch Joey Janella. <laughs> and I typed it. He goes, yeah. Okay, see you when I see you. And I said, pull up. Yeah. That's the part I saw. Yeah. Pull up. Then he posted four pictures of me. And again, I never understand it when a troll, Joey Janelle is not a troll. Yeah. Um, I just want everybody to point out how many times I compliment him and will compliment him going forward. Because again, I didn't say fuck for Joey Janela. Right. I still don't say fuck Joey Janela. That one thing I hated. One mm-hmm. thing. Right. He posted four pictures of me. Mm-hmm. And and said the thing. It looks like this is a good line. By the way, this is a good line. I just again <laughs> want to point out that I thought it was hilarious, I and mean, right. I still think it's funny. He said, "It looks like heart disease is going to pull up first. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Yes. Like, ah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So I replied, "Listen, you know, you're right, Joey. I might die." Tonight from a heart attack, I might stroke out on the floor in the gym today. Mm-hmm. I gym, I know, right? Surprising, <laughs> but it won't be you, fool. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, <laughs> Harry, I'll get to that in a second. And then it kind of see, it was great. The two of us go back and forth. It was I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not we 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 uh, throw hands is uh, inconsequential, and if it happens, it happens. And I've been I've been in a couple fights before. Yeah, it, it, whatever. I, yeah, I know that's we're not a concern. With the same height, I'm not really concerned. <laughs> um, I'm more concerned of the heart attack he said I'm going to have. Um, <laughs> and not fight. <laughs> but the but the thing is, is all uh, not all barely i had a bunch of uh first of all we made the dirt sheets and 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 ringside news says he put me in my place mm. and i don't know yeah i didn't really back down i really back down i didn't back down yeah, nor I, did I I, guess, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess yeah. I'm saying five hundred thousand dollars is putting me in my place, but I, you know, if we're judging the money, yeah, I'm not single and I live in the house with my wife. <laughs> and we own two houses. I don't whatever. Yeah. I'm a loser. Um, <laughs> well, I guess they like the insult as that's their their way. Their that's how they say is him putting you in your place. He just he didn't really insult me. He just yeah. stated a fact. But, I made five hundred thousand dollars. 
yeah, I, I just, uh, I, this, this whole thing, and I look back on the, on the, it's funny, I look back on the whole thing, just because, um, you thought he, he was, you were comparing what one asshole did lighting himself on fire with something that somebody else did that was inherently stupid. Both incidents were inherently stupid. One, A, literally playing with fire and B, jumping off an, an insane height uh, to do a spot that no one's going to remember an hour after you get home. Um, that's why I don't get the the overreaction to that because I saw this asshole do something stupid. It reminds me of something this guy did that was stupid. And then this guy goes, what the fuck, man? He's like, no, we're we're saying we we're saying what you did was unnecessarily putting your life at risk, just like what this guy was doing. That's all that was. But apparently, I, you're, you and I are the only ones that understand that. Yeah, I guess even he didn't, even yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Again, I it didn't. But the the fat stuff, none of this bothered me. Yeah. But everybody's like, you see this shit? <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> whatever. And, and then a couple of my people, a couple of my friends went after him like, can you come up with something better? Is that all you got? Yeah. You went to the fat joke thing? You, you fucking. Yeah. I just saw people going after him. Thank you, by the way. Nice to know I do have some support out there. Uh, whether or not he was serious or not, again. Neither here nor there. Neither neither am I concerned. I don't care. Yes. Uh, but what did happen, and again, this is just funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I'm 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 hard R word. Um, I'm on the spectrum. Craig, did you know I was fat? That was a new one. Oh, I don't know where they got that from. Yeah. I mean, look at this. This is this is muscle right here. This okay. is muscle. <laughs> Uh, also I'm slow and, and, and I'm uh, on the spectrum and I'm special needs and, uh, Joey, for a price me anywhere, I give you all the stuff to mess with Dan that you'll ever need. Nothing really bothers me anymore in the last, I've, a lot of things changed in the last couple of years. Uh, uh, Harry, Harry said, Joey, uh, I'm not reading that. <laughs> I'm not reading that. <laughs> I'm in enough trouble. I'll have my Photoshop guy put your face on Chris Rocks and Janella's on Will Smith. I, I'll do it myself. I can do that now, speaking of things that have changed. So anyway, that's it. Um, I said something that I've thought for years was stupid was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I'd been pretty clear on my uh, uh, opinion on Joey Janella yeah, for years. Been, yeah, he's never been a negative opinion on him. No, and you've disagreed. And you're the one that doesn't like him. You! You're the one that's always talked about how he sucks, and I'd be like, "No, he's no, no, just a bad dad. He's great. I bought the I bought the fucking pay per view for Joey." Mm-hmm. Uh, which that me saying that was me backing down. Apparently, okay. I said no, no. I'm pretty sure I said pull up. I'm not backing down. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So that was, and that was in the mix of uh, Miss Ashton. Um, calling out a very sexist, homophobic, racist douchebag, Star Wars, pain in the ass, prick face, 
of a Star Wars fan that will re- be remain unnamed because he doesn't deserve the name. Whereas uh, my opinion of Joey Janela is very high, and I think he's excellent, and he does deserve all the yeah the act. That he he deserves the best in wrestling because he's better than a lot. Yeah. Um, but this other douchebag, Star Wars douchebag, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he can crawl in, he can crawl into a hole and cover himself in dirt for all I care. Uh, and he basically listen. He makes a living. This is a hobby for me. Yeah. Our aspirations of ever making money died in 2013. <laughs> okay. Dan knows his place on the totem pole, which is underneath it where the dirt <laughs> holds the, the totem pole up. Dan knows that. Mm. Never think that my word is worth shit. I know it's not. Which is why this made this whole week even more confusing. But, um, this guy makes a living on literally shitting on 90% of anything that comes out on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. 90%. He's liked a few things, but he it's one of those guys that I can understand why some of my friends cast that. You always talk about the negative. You never talk about the positive, which is why I try to turn it around on this show. And he's in any, he's the kind of guy who will, post videos like he did today which is why he got blocked not because of anything he said because of how unaware or purposely ignorant he is yeah that anybody is trying to stifle his opinion is laughable mm-hmm. but he posts this thing i'm the victim because i've said my thing and people are trying to stop me you've literally made a career on wanting disney and kathleen kennedy and star wars to die because it's not what you like. I really hate to point this out again, sir. Star Wars is a parody of 40s, 50s movie serials. Yes. Not the ones you can eat, Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, that used to play before movies. With feature-length box office motion, motion pictures, as they call the program you're about to see. <laughs> no, it's Star a Wars parody was, of those. It was it, Well, Star Wars is Kurosawa. That's the, it was uh, that's that like too. It's Kurosawa. Thank it's, you. Attack of the Seven Samurai. Fucking Christ, guys! Uh, look at all the Ghostbuster shit that I have. If this new movie comes out and it's not good, do you really think I'm going to spend my days pulling it apart and shitting all over it? No, because I have better things to do. Yes. Okay, SWT, <laughs> you fucking jerk off. And the problem is, is you stoke the fight. It's the same thing we were talking about in 2016. Really, like, well, I'm just kind of like Trump doesn't make me a racist. He is stoking the fire, SWT, mm-hmm. of the shittiest, lowest common denominator motherfucker fan to go after Ash and anybody else who doesn't agree with him mm-hmm. to say the worst kind of shit to them. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what he is. That's what he's encouraging. And you said 14, 40 to 50 stereo has to be stale by now. I'm pretty sure it's growing its own um, bacteria. Read it as a quote. Read what? Oh, 
Read it as a quote. Uh, Harry Barnett says Joey Janela looks like he smells like bad cheese. He probably did vanity search it and used following you as a safety net to lie. No, he was following us. Yeah. Again, it was never about fuck Joey Janela. That one thing I didn't like. Yeah, and that's the one thing he's focused on for some reason. Um, Brother, got him to the dance. Yeah. What the fuck do I know? If I'm a buddy, I mean, if jumping off at an insane height and almost killing yourself is what got you to AEW, um, what does that say about AEW? Yeah, we want guys that are willing to kill themselves. But uh, also, mm-hmm. but also, if I hate it, why the fuck do you care? care? Exactly, especially since you're nobody. I'm a nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm a fat mark that never made money. Uh, just, just P.S. to that mm-hmm. before I really go off on SWT and all the other shitty people who are attacking my friend homophobically and sexuality, even though they're good people and she's the bad person. Yeah. Um, I turned down more pay from that company, and I'm saying that as a positive, mm-hmm. not a negative, because certain some go. Um, I purposely went up to him every show and said, until the show I finally did commentary on, I said, I don't want the pay. Make sure you have the money to pay the talent first. Men and women, guys in the ring, and the other staff, my cousin who was helping me film it at New Moon. I'm going to say the company's name because, again, if you're taking this as talking shit, I don't have to. Every time I said, pay them first. I don't care. I don't want it. For a full year and a half before I got the $25 that I lost at the, I purposely withheld, I I purposely told them, don't pay me. So, what are other Dan's opinions? (laughs) That's the only funny thing that, well, the other funny thing that's come out of this, there's another troll that has been trolling me and my friend Collins. Um, because he doesn't believe that we're on the spectrum. So he stalks us. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Okay. Um, who's got my, again, with the pictures on social media, I posted this on purpose. The last day I had long hair in 2022, right before I went in, I took a picture of me going, and looking up at my long hair before it all got shaved off. He has that as his profile picture. And he's been stalking and trolling, uh, I think, because I've had him muted for a long time. Um, for months. And Justin and Harry are on Twitter, which is why this reconnection came about. And we started talking, uh, thinking that it is actually me talking to myself. And hopefully yeah, he didn't watch this and spoiled it, but Harry and Justin would still run with it anyway. So anyway, okay. that was my week. Um, again, not my problem. I don't care. I thought it was hilarious. I, I legitimately thought it was very funny. Because okay. even you, you laughed. You laughed. That's yeah. not damn funny. I, I laughed. Um, because again, I, I'm coming on, a t- on the tail end of this thing. I don't know how this started. Because I thought, because I know you know Joey, I thought you guys were just you 
messing around. I didn't know it was, you know, but then when I saw the joke, it's like, wow, that was, that was pretty harsh. Um, that but, just made me crack me up. I, yeah. um, I, um, I was going forward as if it was a work. Yeah. Cause again, I got nothing bad, bad about to say the guy never did. Yeah. And, and the thing, and I'm, yeah. Okay. Um, Go so, ahead. No, it was, uh, how is it ended? Is it still? Is uh, still eventually we're going to run into each other and fight, I guess. I don't know. Okay. But what was the last tweet? Was it you? Did you that was me. It was me. It was me saying it won't, it, it, I might die of a heart attack or a stroke, but it won't be you. Okay. And that was it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. And, uh, other people going to him. Oh, wait, there was one. There's one other. Hold on. I got to find this tweet because I forgot his name. That's how much he means to me. Uh, this, this, there's two people. I, uh, Chat Shaft named, uh, named, uh, appropriately because he's a dick. <laughs> uh, And uh, what the fuck is this wrestler's name? That's how great he is. I don't even remember. He's a CCW guy on the forums for a while. Again, very important. So much so that I've forgotten his name. Uh, but this is also uh, me being people calling me uh, special needs, which I was, which I am. And uh, <laughs> fat has uh, inspired me to post the profile picture I have today. Uh, which scared the hell out of Badass because the first, as soon as she opened up the uh, Instagram at one point, that was the first thing she saw. Was I was like, "Sorry, Badass, <laughs> not my intention." It's a big head. What can I say? Nothing like the little big head. Hold on, I'm going to get to it. You know, I've 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 lingered on this for so long. I have to go through so very little tweets between then and now. Yeah, what the hell was that? Ah, <laughs> uh, that was my fault. I apologize. I was saying I wasn't saying that to you. I was just I wouldn't be uh, surprised. Uh, where are you, you son of a bitch? Please give me a second. You're uh, you're given seconds. It's my show, I know, but I'm just trying to be polite. It is your show. Where did this go, man? I just want to remember the wrestler's name. It's for shouting out. I want to make sure I get it out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? Uh, let me do this. <laughs> oh, it was uh, Robert Ego Anthony. Ego's 1313 on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he said something to... Oh, he, he replied to the tweet. <laughs> he replied to the tweet. I'm cute. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, he replied to the tweet. That's what I'm told. He replied to the tweet where I said, oh, bro, pull the fuck up, please. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> when I say heart failure might pull up before me. Funny. Yeah, funny. Uh, by posting a, 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 a gif from, I'm sorry, a gif from, oh, fuck, I forgot what movie it was, where it says, oh, he's crying in his car. And I simply replied. Actually, I'm crying in my house next to my wife, dabbing my tears with a slice of pizza. Wah. <laughs> he blocked me. What? That dude blocked me. 
<sighs> what? Get it. And Chad Shaft, the prick, uh, said something about um, he wasn't chat shaming him. He was uh, just showing his concern for his weight and his arteries, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I bet you in person, dude. You really going to talk shit? I don't even know who the fuck you are. So I retweeted that by saying, just to be serious for a minute. Since last April, when I started my new job, I've lost 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. Not for nothing. I'm so sorry I have an addictive personality and it doesn't suit you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's the only thing that bothered me was that chat shaft thing. Okay. Like, what the f- What the fuck? Did you guys hear something? Uh yeah. So uh that's where it is. Uh, I'm gonna get beat up by Joey Janella at one point. Uh sure. Wow. Whatever. Okay. Maybe I can maybe I can sue him and get a little bit of that five hundred thousand. Eh. <laughs> um, spent way too much time on that. Let's get to the WWE, which uh, that's fun because they're being sued again for uh, pushing racist stereotypes and 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 gimmicks. So now I'm going to put the spotlight on you, sir. <laughs> Are you surprised, shocked, or 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 flabbergasted at all? Uh, obviously not. Uh, we've <laughs> since I've been a part of this podcast, we've talked many a times about the number of uh, racial uh, incidents uh, that have decorated the WWE's past and and recent present. Uh, it's always been a uh, a problem or um a bailiwick if you will about the WWE the fact that uh, that is finally come to fruition as a lawsuit it's kind of like the power uh you see what a billion dollar corporation can do because if it can make people go away it can buy their silence it can give me pushed under the rug you know um I, we'd always had known that Vince had been a, a womanizer, or a, a, at least if someone is who likes the attention of other women, despite his marriage. Um, so all the lawsuits, that didn't surprise me. The racial stuff, it's like, well, yeah, because it's played out on the air so many times that we mention all the examples mm-hmm. we mentioned because Vince got a kick out of it. Even he got to use the word, even using the N-word on television. Why? Because Vince got a kick out of it. Um, and having uh, black wrestlers in certain gimmicks or say certain things, but the when the fact that a lawsuit came out, what was really intriguing to me was now we got to finally hear what exactly had been said and what black wrestlers had to go through, uh, what they tried to get Bianca Belair to say in all of her interviews, not just once, but like in every interview, or why they had, um. God, no, I'm having a brain fart on his name. Um, Apollo Crews uh, speaking Nigerian accent and, of course, having to carry a spear uh, with him. And I'm sure it'll come out what they wanted uh, uh, Mustafa uh, Saeed to say, why he left in the first place, and then they bought him back because, you know, they didn't want him to go anywhere. Uh, So this company is always, and I'm guessing that we have a, 
and a scapegoat, the uh, the guy who's been writing all this shit. Um, of course, his last name is Callahan. Um, I don't know if it's the, what the last name, if that just means you pre uh, predisposed to be a douchebag. Um, but he was the head writer in all this, and he's the one that uh, pushed for all these um, um, racist and uh, sexist things to be uh, said and why certain black wrestlers were treated like uh, the, the transcript they wanted uh, Reggie, I guess, to be hunted and he had to keep escaping. Um, and then they wanted him to dress in drag and um, yeah, but uh, I mean, but Vince is signing off on all this. So he obviously, you know, the fact that it got that far, it meant that Vince was okay with it. So no, it doesn't surprise me any of the stuff that's happened in the WWE because it's always been, wow, an old white guy <laughs> wants to do racist stuff with the black em- black employees. Wow. What? And see that coming. Um uh, yeah, and um but you, what it, what's most interesting is hearing the, is seeing the transcripts, is hearing what black talent were subjected to or were told to do or or what they were told to say. Um and you can kind of see why Mercedes and Naomi left the way they did. Uh, and why there was no going back for them. Um, because being black is one thing, but being black and a woman in that company, I'm sure it can be no picnic. Um, it, even though Bianca Belair is the champion, the fact that she had to com- repeatedly deny, had to be, have to tell the head writer, no, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this. Um, you heard the, the, the remark of what she, they wanted her to say. Go ahead, tell everybody. Um, don't make me straight take, up. Yeah, don't don't make me take my earrings off and whip your ass. Um, they wanted her to say that every every time she was doing a promo, where it's someone great. interrupted totally, a promo. That's awesome. Yeah, sarcasm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't let me take my earrings off. So whip your ass. Um, because they do wanted, you have to take one's earrings off to whip their ass? Well, it's it's more ghetto that way. That's how it. it ah, yes, silly me. Yeah, who knew? I mean, you're the you're the world's women's champion. You're the best there. So, um, I don't know what more has to do to make her seem like what what she has to say to get herself over to make her seem tougher than she is. But um, I, apparently that was what they wanted her to say. But Bianca Belair, to her credit, refused to say it. Um. But, and which may be the reason why her match, her WrestleMania match, got zero publicity. All we heard leading up between Rhea and Charlotte, and not that they didn't deserve it, but Rhea and Charlotte both had in-ring promos to hype their WrestleMania match. Bianca had none. Why uh, Trips just tell him to go fuck himself? Yeah. I'm uh, putting uh, Bianca... Out on the ring. And I know Oscar couldn't do an in-ring promo, but you know, you you did have you do have a world champion there who can do gotta say a fucking word. A pro, exactly. Um but yeah, it would it would explain why Bianca's match got little to no press at all leading up to uh, her WrestleMania match. But um yeah, so the, uh, yet another lawsuit that Vince has and um 
because we we now know who's in charge now, especially if you've seen past weeks raw. No, no, he assured us everything is fine. Yeah. Well, well. Um, how do you feel when you heard about the lawsuit? How did you feel about it? (laughs) How did I feel about it? As a privileged white man, (laughs) um, were you taking it back? No. Taking it back. Go fuck yourself. Uh, that was sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I was busy staring at the new title belt going, huh. <laughs> no, I, I, I just went, oh, who knew? Hmm. Anyway. And then moved on. Yeah. How can someone, Vince, who doesn't know the price of bread for the average person, know what the average person would say, let alone a black person? Harry, that is a surprisingly good question coming from you. Yes. <laughs> It's why Hamian was a better writer because he's an average guy. Also a very good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. I I don't know. It is the... Uh, it, it, And even I uh, shame... Uh, 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 how do I... It's not, not shamefully, uh, not shamelessly. Shamefully mm-hmm. and ignorantly was like, well, no. Vince saying the N-word's okay. It was written for... I'm like, and Dean was like, no, it's not. Here's why. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm kind of stupid on that one. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, black folks. Yeah. Kind of being stupid on that one. Yeah, well, um, black folks have been sorry for the WWE for a, a long time. It's so fucking... Yeah. It's so egregious. And it's so... And here's what bothers... Here's the one thing that does bother me about this whole thing. He's not even supposed to be here today. No. He's, he's not supposed Dante. to be there anymore. He's God the Dante Hicks. Uh, he's the Dante Hicks of the WWE. Yeah, well, he's not yet. Yeah. But no, he's he's not supposed to be there. But you can see, uh, obviously, his influence because you were distracted from the lawsuit, the racial discrimination lawsuit, by a big shiny gold belt. So what you said was like, wow. That's probably the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That's probably the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Because the last time there was a brand split, guess who was in charge? Hmm. Yeah. I was really hoping that the news we were hearing about uh, Vince really not being in charge was right. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think it is. I don't know. And the fact that he was in the building means I he's not going to... If he's in the building, that means he's Everything's got to run by him. Got to be run by him. Um, hey, CM Punk was in the building. Nobody ran shit by him. Yeah, but as soon as Vince found out that CM Punk was in the building, guess who was asking? Get out of here. Yeah. Nobody should go for the low-hanging fruit. I mean, it's, it's all low-hanging fruit with Vince. He's 77? 79. 79? Yeah. Yeah. It's all it does is hang low. Yeah. Well, of course, now he's, you know, he's got the mustache and the dark hair, so. <laughs> Gomez. You know, like he should be so tying women to railroad tracks, or uh, I just want to say, just to uh, segue into uh, the historian stuff, uh, and and I just have a feeling, I have this weird feeling, Craig, that we're not going to agree on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that new title film. <laughs> Dan, it looks I... great. It looks amazing. Oh, wow! Holy shit! No, there's there's nothing wrong with the belt. I love the belt. Why do we fucking need another one? It's my point. The belt is a hundred percent 
acceptable if you get rid of the other world air quotes championships. That's all you're saying. I mean, but why this is such a fucking stupid idea? Um, <laughs> because now you're in, because you have a world champion, a unified, undisputed world champion who never wrestles on TV anymore or he just makes appearances. So we're going to create another belt. And this guy, the one who wins this championship, he's going to be on TV every week. No, the, what they do is take that belt, that big, shiny, beautiful belt that they, I knew this was coming. Uh, you know, uh, hold on, Harry. I'll get to that in a second, prick. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, welcome back. Uh, well, not even Vince is the only one. Well, no, sure. I, I never go low, uh, after low-hanging fruit. Which is what made the past week even funnier because it was all low hanging fruit. It was nothing, none of it was original or intelligent. Um, that I don't mind saying. Uh, if you, it, Roman Reigns is the undisputed champion, correct? Yes. Okay. Take those stupid looking belts away because I never liked those mm-hmm. in the first place. And what my word matters, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, and give him that belt. What that should have been. Is a coronation of the new undisputed world heavyweight champion, and he should have been handed that belt and taken those leather uh, gap Toys R Us looking shits mm-hmm. and chucked him outside. That's what that should have been. If that's what would have happened, perfect. Then not only does the belt look good, not only does it look like a wrestling title, but those other shits is gone. I'm saying it like that on purpose. Those other belts are gone, mm-hmm. and we have this now. Now they just got to work on the women's championships and get rid of those because, again, they look stupid. Uh, but adding another belt, it could look as good as it can look. It's still too much. Uh, you can't even figure out the storylines you're writing now. Why are you throwing in another one? Harry says, of course you like it because it looks like the WCW title. It looks just like the WC title if an indie company had it and put a sticker on the middle of it and said, hey, this is our company. Um, that You know, that didn't even occur to me until the high-res picture came out. Like, I watched it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I really like that. That looks really cool. It looks like a wrestling title. Yes. And then they released on Twitter. I think it was on Twitter that WWE put the, you know, the high-res pictures of it. I was like, oh, it does look like the big gold belt. Shit. Yeah. That, well, I've that... already tweeted it. Yeah, and that that wasn't by accident. Uh, that was it. Looks no, it, it resembles a big gold belt. That's and, the best goddamn title belt that's ever been around. Perfect. Per, uh, yeah, I, I, and I agree. I'm not, I'm not disputing the the beauty of the belt. I love a good belt. It's I, wide. I, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's amazing. It's completely unnecessary, and it's a really stupid idea. Harry says allegedly they're going back to one show having WWE and the other show having Worlds. Oh fuck's sake! Okay, but still, um, what you're and yeah. you're, but Roman's still the guy, and anyone who wins the new belt, uh, who's never beaten Roman or Roman's already beaten, that already devalues the belt because everyone will already know that Roman's the real champion, and because no one can beat him, we have to create another belt so it'll give. It's like, here's your participation trophy. And who do you put that belt on that, that's even going to, that the fans are even going to care about? You can't, you can't give it to Cody. 
at all. Because that just what? says, well, you, you can't beat Roman, so here, we're just going to give you this this belt. No, we you give it to Cody when he beats Roman and unifies all those titles. So well, when's that going to be? So it's another year. But, hey, you want to unify all the titles, Dan? Yes. So you take this this new belt, and then about a year or two years, and you unify them? No, we already the have year. a unified champion. Folks. I know what I'm saying. Give him the belt. <laughs> Give him that belt. And then when Cody beats him again uh, for the first time, excuse me, he's the undisputed champion. You know he's going to beat him at, at SummerSlam. So get rid of those two stupid toy-looking belts. Give him the fucking big gold belt number two. That's what they're fighting for. That's what I want. I don't want it as a third belt, is what I'm saying. God damn it, Craig. I can't even yell at you seriously, you son of a bitch. Um, I just want to put a little PS to this before you go. I say, and I and I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't remember even talking about it. I say that the AEW Championship and this one are the two best-looking belts on both shows, other than the Intercontinental title belt. Yeah. God damn it. I agree. Just make those the fucking belts. I don't need all these belts. It no. it does make me angry. I mean, we all know it's the world's heavyweight consolation championship. But if it was more, the fact that the women's te- the women and tag titles are changing. No more raw women or raw women or oh, those are keeping Roman and Cody separate. Oh, for Christ's sake! Uh, yeah, go ahead, Craig. No, no, it's it, it's a it's a beautiful belt. It's an incredibly stupid idea. Um, it it uh, whoever holds that belt, um, is always gonna it's always gonna be seen as inferior to Roman. Um, and it it just really dilutes everything. Just give him the U.S. Championship. Yeah, but you're then you're killing Austin Theory. And fuck Austin Theory. No, you can't fuck Austin Theory. Austin Theory, damn it! Is a, Austin Theory is the future of that company. He and Gunther, they keep the keep the United States belt right. on him the way you keep the Intercontinental title on Gunther. Make those belts mean something. So when they lose it, it's a big fucking deal. But if you're handing out belts like they're Pez dispensers, or here, here you get one, and you get one, and you get one, and it doesn't mean shit. I get some um, Pez. Yeah, it was, that was a oh, uh, sweet. Yeah, I I use that analogy before, and I I still got pet dispensers. My my what my cousin Angel um I did her charity event last weekend, and um yes. I keep forgetting she's got she has four kids. I keep I keep forgetting. Do you have five or four? And actually, because I was talking about when I was doing the vamping for time. I said she was, you know, my best friend. She was like the sister, even though we're cousins. You know, we did everything together until she started shooting out kids like a pest dispenser. And <laughs> yeah, and be careful but, with that analogy these days, please. Yeah, well, I was, that was the I was between family, and I said that because I the other thing I said about my cousin Angel, whom I love more than anything, and I said just reminds me of something that Angel she's. Great charity. She started the charity on her own, and she's amazing, and she's always does for family. But it reminds me of one of the things that she's always said to me: "I'm pregnant again." <laughs> can you take us through the historian, please? I can. <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
Yeah, and that's what I say to family, folks. Imagine what I do to someone I didn't like. Uh, and speaking of not liking, uh, that would be the current wrestling uh, landscape that we are currently immersed in right now. What I do like is looking back at a time when professional wrestling meant something. When professional wrestling titles, belts, meant something. When there was such a thing as heat. When the crowd wanted to kill the wrestlers in the ring, not let them walk to the ring through the crowd. Uh, This was back when it was happening in coliseums, in stadiums, in auditoriums, in high school gymnasiums, across all 50 states. This gentleman and lady, ladies, is a wrestling historian. No, you probably got it right the first time. Yeah, I probably got it right. There's <laughs> one lady listening. Thank you, one Badash, for listening. <laughs> There's only one lady listening. Uh, I want to go back to um, April 21st, because this ties into the week that was. Um, April 21st, 1980, uh, Madison Square Garden. Ken Patera defeats Pat Patterson become only the second man and the first man ever to win the Intercontinental Championship in the ring. Because remember, Pat won the Intercontinental title at the long, grueling tournament in Rio de Janeiro, uh, away from all TV cameras and any film equipment whatsoever. So Ken Patera defeated Pat Patterson uh, to become the second Intercontinental Champion. And the first ever to win it in the ring. But this is April 21st, 1980. Remember that date, April 21st, 1980. Kamatera wins, becomes the WWF Intercontinental Champion. Um, Later, uh, happy belated birthday, April 23rd, uh, to two very iconic figures in the world of WWF. Happy uh, 69th birthday uh, to Tony Atlas. Uh, if you're a woman, please step on his face. He would love that for his birthday. <laughs> step on his face. And, Don't uh, sit on it. Step or on it. step on it repeatedly. Or just slap him in the face a lot <laughs> like that. I'm well, sure. You know, just got... asking to pay for alimony. Yeah. Um, and he's 69, so that would be the amount of times you nice. slap him. Nice. And happy 46th birthday to another iconic figure in the WWF. I. Probably can't see him, but he is there. Happy belated 46th birthday to John Cena. I've never seen him. I don't even know what this guy looks like. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, weird. <laughs> uh, and we're going to go from April uh, to, there to April 25th, 1980. And uh, a star-studded um, wrestling card that took place in the Keele Auditorium. In St. Louis, uh, April 25th, 1980, the St. Louis being the home office of the NWA and almost the capital of professional wrestling in the United States. Because on this bout in the Keel Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, the WWF heavyweight champion Bob Backlund defeated Bulldog Bob Brown and the NWA champion Harley Race defeated Ric Flair. So he had the WWF champion and the NWA champion on the same card. Not to be outdone on the third of that triple main event. Kevin Von Erich lost the Missouri heavyweight championship to Ken Patera. 
So this is the week that was in the summer of Ken Patera. April 21st, 1980, he won the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Four days later, he wins the NWA Missouri Heavyweight Championship. Missouri State Champion has always had always been a precursor to the world champion. Um, no, no less than 10 uh, world champions have held the Missouri State title. Uh, the Missouri State title was the, like I said, St. Louis was the capital of wrestling at that point. So if you were the Missouri State champion, you got the okay from the NWA as well as the WWF that you were a possible future world champion. Former Missouri State champions had been Terry Funk, Jack Briscoe, Bob Backlund, Harley Race, Ric Flair. Um, if uh, you won the Missouri State champion, people saw you the future world champion. So not only did Ken Patera win it, but Ken Patera won this prestigious NWA belt while he already was a WWF champion. Imagine if someone... Hmm. On the uh, imagine if Austin Theory held the championship in AEW. Imagine if Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion, challenged uh, Wardlow for the uh, TNT title and won it. That's how big it was back then, before the internet, before dirt sheets. When people, when wrestling magazine readers like me found out that. Ken Patera was holding both belts. Now, one of the contingencies, uh, now back in the day, kids, there was no guaranteed contracts between promoters. Everything was on a handshake. He didn't sign anything. If you had a date, you made the date, and you had an agreement with the promoter that you would show up. So while Ken Patera held the Intercontinental Championship in the WWF and held the Missouri State Championship in the NWA, he would wear the belt that he won in the NWA in the NWA and the Intercontinental title he would wear on television. Never at any point was Ken Patera ever to be filmed or photographed holding both belts at the same time. Jesus. Ken Patera even said, even though he had both belts on him when he wrestled in the WWF, he had the Intercontinental Championship. And when he wrestled in the NWA, he would hold he wore the Missouri State Championship, but never the twain shall meet. There is still, to this day, no picture ever of Ken Batera holding up both belts at the same time. But a, a rare feat that a wrestler would hold a WWF title and an NWA title at the same time. And it happened in the same week. Ken Batera, the, the, summer, the week that was, the summer of Batera, April 21st to April 25th, 1980, Ken Batera was the man. Uh, April 26th, uh, big day in wrestling and in Madison Square Garden. A lot of the this great stuff happens in Madison Square Garden. Um, and this happened in uh, 1976. Uh, Stan Hansen, in his very first World title shot. Uh, he had wrestled in WWF uh, for a while, had beaten the guys in the grade eight, Ivan Putski, Tony Gurria, and was given his first shot uh, at the World Heavyweight Championship held by Bruno Sammartino. 
April 26, 1976. And he's talked about this before. And I like to say, my I've been in Madison Square Garden before, but I was wrestling Bruno, and I wasn't nervous. And I, <laughs> I knew I wasn't nervous. I look back, I was kind of nervous. So much so that we went to Scoop Slam, Bruno San Martino. Uh, he hit, he threw Bruno down, and Bruno landed neck first. Oh, oh yeah. April 26, 1976, Stan Hansen broke the neck of Bruno Sammartino. Uh, he would later hit the lariat on Bruno, and uh, the referee had stopped the bout due to excessive bleeding. Um, and it wasn't, we didn't find out later that his neck was broken. And to get the lariat over, and the lariat was already over uh, big time, uh, they said it was the uh, broke that it was the lariat that broke Bruno's neck. That did it, yeah, yeah. But it was in fact that body slam due to a nervous Stan Hansen combined with his notoriously bad eyesight <laughs> um, <laughs> that caused the the the, the, <laughs> the neck of Bruno Sammartino to be broken. On that same <laughs> card, Dan wrestling in the opening bout, making his Madison Square Garden debut. Uh, Defeating Frankie Williams, one of the great Piper Pit guests of all time, but defeating Frankie Williams on the undercard of that Madison Square Garden show, the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, wow. Not, <laughs> not to be outdone, six years later in Madison Square Garden in 1982, you know I talked about Stan Hansen having his first title shot. Uh, against Bruno six years earlier and that same date. Well, Stan Hansen had wrestled in Mad Square Garden before. He'd wrestled Ivan Putsky. He'd wrestled Tony Correa. He'd established himself as a heel. Back then, folks, to get a title shot at Madison Square Garden, you wrestled on TV a lot and you wrestled uh, guys at Madison Square Garden that were up on the card and you beat them. You beat the, the guys in the, in the great, in the bottom four of the great eight. And you know that he would be that guy with next in line for a world title shot against Bruno or a world title shot against anybody. This guy was so spectacular and such a, a phenom and got such great response when he wrestled on TV that this man's first match ever at Madison Square Garden was for the World's Heavyweight Championship. So April 26, 1982. Six years after Stan Hansen wrestled Bruno for the World Heavyweight Championship, making his Madison Square Garden debut to wrestle for the WWF Heavyweight Championship against Bob Backlund would be the Superfly, Jimmy Snuka. His first match ever at Madison Square Garden was a title shot that had never happened before. Uh, a guy uh, who got that much buzz and that much hype and got that much heat uh, just from his appearances on television and his responses to the house shows. But his first match ever in Madison Square Garden was for the title. Wow. Speaking of heat, uh, we have to go back to today uh, in wrestling history. 1987, going back to Mid-South Coliseum in Tennessee. A hair versus hair match had been set up between Jerry the King Lawler 
and the universal heartthrob, Austin Idol. Austin Idol was so confident that he would beat Jerry Lawler and shave his head in the middle of the ring that he said if he lost, he would not only get his head shaved, but he would personally, out of his own pocket, refund the money of every person who bought a ticket to that show. He was set up in a cage so there would be no interference, outside interference from anyone, particularly Austin Idol's manager, Paul E. Dangerously. <laughs> so when the cage was set up, completely surrounded the ring, and Austin Idol was in danger of getting beaten, out from under the ring came wildfire Tommy Rich, who interfered, causing Jerry Lawler to lose, get pummeled into unconsciousness, have his legs posted on the ring post, and then he was sat in the chair and had his head shaved, while fans not only rained debris in the ring, but started climbing up the cage to try to get in. Tommy Rich was under the ring. And Tommy Rich, who had flown in from Japan earlier that day, had been underneath the ring with nothing but an air mattress and a six-pack of cores and stayed under there for six hours (laughs) before emerging to attack Jerry Lawler and ensure the win for Austin Idol. And not only did it ensure the win, but it also ensured that they couldn't leave because the fans were so irate that it took the, after the match was over, they had to keep pummeling on Jerry because they couldn't get out of the ring. They could not get out of the cage (laughs) because the amount of fans that had blocked the entrance. They actually had to call policemen from outside security guards that were there, and they didn't have security like they have now. They had actual policemen uh, to escort them from the ring. But even that wasn't enough because of the heat that they got. Tommy Rich and Austin Island, Paul E. Dangerously, had started. They had to get Lance Russell back and do post-match interviews, long post-match interviews, because... They couldn't leave the arena because the amount of people there were waiting for them outside. Uh, So when it got to a manageable crowd disbursement where they actually could leave without incident, they left the Mid-South Coliseum at 1 a.m. that night uh, to ensure their safety. But that the amount of heat they got, the amount of fans that were trying to kill them all occurred tonight. On this date, April 27th, 1987, in the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, you don't make it like they used to. And they do not. You know, and, and I know the last time we did a story and we talked in April uh, in the Mid-South Coliseum with Andy Kaufman, uh, the amount of heat he got um, from getting piled drive by Jerry Lawler. But uh, the 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 from eyewitness from the, I've seen the I I got the the tape. It was one of the tra- tapes I traded for, um, back when it happened because I couldn't believe it. Uh, none of the after magazines carried it because it was such a big deal. It was in one of the uh, 
wrestling monthlies or a wrestling review and I couldn't believe it that it happened. Uh, and then when I got my pen pals told me, they like, yeah, it was crazy uh, down there. <laughs> I saw it. Um, one of my friends from Virginia had seen it on, um, on a ten. They got wrestling from Tennessee, Memphis wrestling, and they saw it. Uh, I, I even bought it again uh, when I was going to the show that the, uh, a ring of honor show when they had the, you know, tapes out from, um, from decades and decades. And I bought it again so I could see it in a better quality. And it's available on YouTube, folks. That's your that's your homework. Watch the hair versus hair match between Austin Idol and Jerry Lawler. If you want to see heat, nuclear heat, when fans actually believed what was going on and they wanted to kill the wrestlers inside, um, that's how you get heat. You generate something that fans care about, uh, an angle that they can get in and you talk about it and you interviews post-match interviews leading up to something that makes you care and you get that kind of result fans wanting to kill you really not that hard if you look at other big turns Ole Anderson on Dusty Rhodes actually twice when he tagged Dusty in a cage and fans tried to get in to uh rescue Dusty um yeah, it, Austin Idol and Jerry Lawler, the hair versus hair match. Crazy stuff. Go ahead. They just don't make them like they used to. No. Uh, and, and even when uh, when Bruno uh, uh, broke his neck, uh, legitimately, uh, the pictures of him in the hospital when it actually happened. Um, and, you know... Dan was scared. He was afraid for his not only his job but his life because this was my hero. Not just you know fans of the WWF, but I was ten, and Bruno was you know everything. And now he got a broken neck. Uh, never said he died. Yeah, but <laughs> but just the pictures of him in the hospital. We had never seen that. Um, yeah, and if he would come back. And it, it's fascinating to, to listen to Stan Hansen talk about it now of how, and this is Stan Hansen who ain't afraid of shit, you know, of anything, man, woman, beast, or anything like that. But to talk about how scared he was of not only losing his job, but he was scared uh, because he messed up the payday of the uh, of the, the Madison Square Garden of the Triple Threat. Um Ivan Koloff, superstar Billy Graham, and Ernie Ladd. Uh, because Ernie was supposed to come in after, because what was supposed to happen, um, uh, I think Stan was supposed to win that one by Canada, but Bruno would beat him in the next month, uh, or the fo- the following month, because usually you get two matches with Bruno, or three if you're really over. Um, but Bruno comes out on top, and then you bring in, you know, either Ernie Ladd or superstar, or, or Ivan Koloff. And they were next because Bruno was laid up for three months. Um, all that went out the window. Um, so he was not only was Stan constantly worried about losing his job. Um, he was worried about getting the wrath from superstar Ivan and uh, and Ernie. Uh, thankfully, he said he never did because superstar Ivan and Ernie were so over. And because there was so many other territories upon which to work. They made, they did okay 
they their biggest paydays obviously were at Madison Square Garden because they'd signed a deal with Vince Senior that whenever they wrestled at Madison Square Garden, they got um even if it was a first match or no matter who they were wrestling, they all got the same base pay, which was one notch lower than Bruno because they drew the most money in Madison Square Garden. So even though Ivan Superstar and Ernie Ladd could wrestle in other territories and make good money because they were huge. They were the, the three top main event heels in the United States. Uh, they weren't getting that Madison Square Garden money. And uh, that worried Stan Hansen. But uh, he said he never heard, you know, any bad, any bad, bad blood from any of them. But Stan Hansen was legitimately afraid uh, because he had broken Bruno's neck. And uh, he still, uh, he, said, he mentioned mm-hmm. in his uh, interview with JBL, he said, I try to call Bruno, you know, I try to call him, you know, once a year or so just to say hi when Bruno was still alive. And, uh, but still, Dan said in the back of his, back of my mind, I still think Bruno is going to just pick up the, you know, just going to wake what up. What are you doing calling me for, you motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, so yeah, well, Stan Hansen said, uh, every once in a while, I think Bruno is going to wake up one day and say, you know what? That some bitch broke my neck. Fuck that guy. I ain't yeah. talking to him. I ain't talking to him. <laughs> but, uh, but he never did. And, uh, they, they were, I swear to God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I think you, I think you're thinking Bruno is Dom, Dominic Danucci. No, he had this very, no, 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 no. Dominic did not have the voice Bruno did. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, Bruno's like, my, my mother walked up, but walked down the hill and walking the back of the hill. Yeah, it took her an entire day. Yeah. 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 It um, took an entire day and she passed every single stupid ass Nazi bitch that was. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, but back in the day, folks, um, yeah, it was real. Uh, Stan Hansen was public enemy number one, not only within the company but without outside of the company. Uh, Paulie dangerously, uh, Austin Idol, Tommy Rich caused the worst riot in Memphis wrestling history. Um, but it happened on this date, April twenty seventh. Uh, getting heat, staying, getting over, um, and as bad as it was for Bruno Sammartino. That made the career of Stan Hansen. Um, April 26, 1976, breaking the neck of Bruno Sammartino, putting the Lariat over. And Stan Hansen has made nothing but ungodly sorts of money since then. But as bad as it was for Bruno, it made the career of Stan Hansen. And we're very grateful for that. And grateful for um, seeing what wrestling could be or seeing what wrestling was back then. Still fills me with glee. Uh, I love look. It, it's really sad, Dan, that I love looking back more than I love looking ahead. Because I remember those days, and I remember you know how I felt, and I remember watching it for the first time, and I think, man, man, I'm it, trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking trying. You know, I'm yeah. trying. Uh, I'm trying to. It's not. It's, I'm. I'm failing miserably. It's not working. No, you know, especially now that we have more, we have more belts. Now we have another world champion to. Uh, uh, Caramba! I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? No, I don't know. Okay. Well, when you know, you please let me know. I will let you know. Yeah, okay. You know, the, right now I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. 
Oh, wait a minute. And then I also forgot. Uh, speaking of Tommy Rich, <laughs> I keep forgetting this happened on the same day. Uh, I said 1980. I said today in 1987, Tommy Rich was underneath the ring for six hours uh, with an air mattress and a uh, six pack of cores to thwart Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Six years earlier, on that same day, April 27th, 1981, Tommy Rich won the NWA Heavyweight Championship. Ah, well, he beat Harley you... Race. God damn it. How and now six forget? years later, he's under a ring. How the mighty have fallen. Well, I mean, never mind. What? Nope, never mind. Speak. Nope, no, no. Keep going. Take it. Okay. I was saying that in six years, Tommy Rich made history twice. He was he was one of the few people to ever beat Harley Race, and he did it in uh, Augusta, Georgia, one of the um, uh, handshake deals that uh, the NWA champion made to reward uh, great promoters. Uh, Dusty got a five-day reign the first time he won the NWA championship to, as a, a thank you to um, Eddie Graham. Uh, Kerry Von Erich had a two-week reign as a thank you to Fritz Von Erich. And as a thank you to Jim Barnett for all the great houses he's done and and being a charter member of the NWA, Tommy Rich was given a five-day reign as NWA champion. It started today in 1981. Uh, He won it in Augusta. I believe he lost it in Monroe. Uh, The idea that – and Harley was – Race was okay with dropping it to Tommy because Tommy was so incredibly over. He just didn't want to do it in the Omni. and so that was the idea that they had. And um, so April 20, today, 1981, Tommy Rich will win the NWA champion. Not to be oh, out. We're, yeah. we're allowed to pick where we lose now? Well, not to, I was going to say, he, uh, Harley didn't want to lose it in the Omni. But wouldn't you know it, June of that same year, uh, he would lose the NWA title to Dusty Rhodes in the Omni. In the Omni. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love wrestling. And that, gentlemen and ladies, is a wrestling historian. And you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter at Craig Legons, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. You can follow me on Twitter, uh, being yelled at, <laughs> at DanLaw83. <laughs> H-I-A-Z Talk Radio Network. Is at HIAC talk radio.com. I'm so glad that URL has been back for a year now. I missed it so. Um, streaming live on Twitch, Kick, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, come one, come all. Except for the ones I really want to come in the room to actually come in and, and say stuff to me, and they never show up. But for Craig Legons. I am indeed the above average comedian. Dan Kyle Chico. Keep it on the paper. <laughs>